My dear sister, thank you so much for asking that question. It was thought-provoking and I'm just getting an opportunity to respond to your question. I believe it ties in nicely though with this quarter's lesson that we're just concluding. How to interpret scripture. So you asked about Psalm 144 and verse 1. Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. So you read this text and you think, whoa, that doesn't sound very Christian-like at all. Or you might think, can I use this text as a basis to wage war with people? But let's take it in the context of who said it and when. So it appears from verse 2 and verse 10 of this psalm that it was composed after David's ascension to the throne. And it is evident also from verse 5 onwards that he had more enemies to conquer, such as the Philistines we know. There's no doubt that David was a remarkable warrior and he was also skilled in training others to be mercenaries as well. And you may recall a presentation I did a couple of years ago on David's mighty men of valor. And I shared that they were a group of elite special forces soldiers that he had around him. Did you know he trained those men as well? You can read about them in 1 Chronicles 11 and verse 15 and um, in Chronicles 12 and verse 4 onwards. So David had killed many men in hand-to-hand combat. And one of the most notable one was Goliath of Gath. And you read about that encounter in 1 Samuel 17 verse 48 to 50. And towards the end of verse 50 it says, that David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. You see, since training is an essential part of a success, of the success of any soldier. And, and David understood that it was the Lord who had trained his hands for war and his fingers for battle. You see, in his youth, David's hands and fingers were familiar with what? The, the, the shepherd's hook and, and the musician's harp. You know, not for sword and, and spear. But God had enabled him to accomplish these warlike exploits. Why? Why? for his glory, for God's glory. So David explained it best when he stood facing the Philistines. He said in 1 Samuel 17 verse 45, he said, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will feed the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and unto the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. So David is reminiscing how God had used him, a lowly keeper of sheep, for want of a better term, to accomplish mighty exploits for his glory. And David says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war 
and my fingers for battle. But David doesn't just stop there. Throughout all of Psalm 144, says, if you read it, he's extremely personal because he confesses who he has found God to be. He says, God is my rock. He says, my loving God, my, my fortress, my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield. And so we mustn't forget that we too are in a spiritual battle, a spiritual warfare. And, and like David, we also need to ask God to train our hands for war. Believe it or not. Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, um, reading from verse 10 and onwards, he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's scheme. Because the reality is we're not struggling against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces or spiritual wickedness in heaven realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. But know this, not every time will the Christian soldier be required to stand and be on the defensive. There will be times when we'll have to be on the offensive and take it to the enemy. 1 Samuel 17 verse 48 reads, And it came to pass that when the Philistine rose and came and drew nigh to David, that David made haste and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Sometimes you got to be on the offensive. And we too need to know that God is training us to use spiritual weapons, such as the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So now is not the time to stand still. We see that the forces of darkness are, are gathered. Their, their strategy is being executed. Now is the time to advance the cause of Christ. Now is the time to spread the gospel proclamation. The pen of inspiration writes in Testimonies for the Church, volume 5, and page 463. It says, the work with the which the church has failed to do in a time of peace and prosperity, she will have to do in a terrible crisis, under most discouraging, forbidding circumstances, shouldn't we then be prepared? Shouldn't we, like David, acknowledge, blessed be the name of the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands to war and my fingers for battle.